Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember what day of the week it is. It's pretty pitiful, but uh, hope everybody's doing well today. And I'm glad to be here myself this morning. And uh, I tell you, uh, yesterday we got a little little hairy on me. I uh, was a decent day, and I thought, well, I'll take the bike to run my errands to get my rat killing done. And uh, I was. Uh, Notice when I was pulling it out of the, the garage, it seemed a little weird, but I thought, well, you know, they just rode it in a while. I think the tire pressure was low, and uh, but I didn't think much about it. And uh, didn't get too far down the road from the house, maybe a couple of miles, four or five, something like that. But anyway, um, all of a sudden, I heard a pop, and it, that, I mean, it's just like I had no control at all. I mean, I praise God I wasn't going that If I'd been going any faster, I'd have definitely went down. There's just no doubt about it. The Lord was definitely got his got uh, uh, his angels about me yesterday, keeping me safe, keeping from going down and getting hurt yesterday. But praise God, uh, all it was was just, that's what it was, just low tire pressure. And he said, just like the, the tire just rolled right off the rim. And uh, so I didn't have to buy a new tire, but they were able to get me fixed up yesterday after I got it towed over to Ken's uh, bike shop. But I'd say, uh, uh, i tell you one thing, uh, you talk about making you a navel pucker. <laughs> tell you what, it scared scared me pretty good. I uh, never have never had a blowout before, and it just, I can't describe it. It's almost like being on ice. I don't know how to describe it, but, you know, when you're on two wheels like it, uh, it's, uh, it, it's scary. I ain't going to lie to you, but uh, and I praise God it didn't go down. But uh, see what we got watching this morning here. We got Tracy Little, Debbie Jackson Sop, Angel Dixon, Brandy Boyd Young, Amy Oaks Turner, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy, Christy Leigh-Allis, Donna Taylor, uh, Mike Yesley, Jennifer Honeycutt. So I appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in this morning. But uh, yeah, glad to be here. Praise God I wasn't hurt. And uh, the one thing for sure, if you guys, if you any of you got motorcycles, of course, Mike probably knows this. He's um, he's very uh, he's got a lot of knowledge when it comes to this kind of stuff. But to keep an eye on that tire pressure, they said every time it gets cold, it drops about five to ten pounds of pressure on those motorcycles. And uh, I uh, uh, want to have to keep a closer eye on that. And uh, just don't think about it. I'm just used to throwing my leg over and run and running down the road, and uh, want to have to get more uh, get my uh, act together and watch what I'm doing before I get myself killed. <laughs> so. All right, my friends, at this time, let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. Following that, we'll do the allegiance to the Christian flag and then uh, to the Bible. So here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, my friends, I hope you all enjoy doing that uh, with uh, uh, the pledges. I feel like they're, 
necessary. We've been doing the Pledge to the American Flag for a while now and uh, love doing that, but I felt led to incorporate uh, the Christian flag in the Bible, so I hope that uh, you enjoy doing that as well. But, uh, but anyway, um, you know, I don't always do my little political rants in the morning. <laughs> Can't help it, you know, <laughs> just one of those things. But I tell you guys, we really need to uh, pray for our police officers. It's uh, very, very bad right now, as you all know. Having a, uh, a funeral for one police officer and then another one gets, was shot again last night in New York. And uh, I tell you, I, I, it just uh, amazes me uh, the, uh, uh, that he may even want to be a police officer at this point in time. I mean, seriously, it's just gotten that bad. They have no... Uh, little to no power everything they do is wrong everybody's always the victim and the cops always the bad guy and it's just uh they're always under attack in fact a friend of mine uh, uh was uh, when i went to get my haircut down here at the barber shop he's a police officer and uh, i'm not gonna mention his name but he's a police officer and ran into him and he went to high school together and i prayed over him and told him i worried about him so we need to really pray for our police officers we really do and uh, they need it right now uh, you know, it is, uh, our country is just, it looks so weak right now. It really does build back better. What a joke. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, nauseating, you know, uh, here Trump was about putting America first and that America was great. And, uh, he got this little weasel trying to say build back better. And all, all, all that meant was he wanted to undermine everything, anything Trump ever done or accomplished all that boils down to. And it's just been a fiasco and a mess and they know it. And even their own people are turning on them. But, uh, uh, you know, it is, uh, and then you have the, uh, nepotism of, uh, uh, the, uh, politicians, uh, you know, you see with Biden, uh, Biden's son, Hunter, you had uh, Pelosi Jr. Uh, under the sixth federal investigation. Now Maxine Waters, uh, daughter has received over a million dollars in, uh, political funds. And, uh, you know, basically they can, um, uh, give money, uh, from contributions if they do the work uh, but uh, obviously her daughter has not done the work to equal the amount that she has been paid it's just all a bunch of proves how corrupt that they are and they think that they're superior to us peons and they forget that they work for us and we need to remind them they work for us not uh, the other way around they want us to be in serfdom they want us to be in servitude and that's why they want socialism so that uh, they can uh, control the masses and we have to bow to their will and uh, apparently they don't know enough about American history because every time somebody's tried to oppress us we've bucked up and uh, pushed back and uh, it's never turned out very well for those who try to be the oppressors you know that's one thing I liked about the uh, down in Texas uh, uh, I keep remembering his name now um, oh goodness can't remember his name but anyway he was uh, uh, it was at the funeral there, and and uh, in, in, uh, with fallen police officer, he's a constable. He, Healy, he, I can't remember now. But um, you know, that's one thing he was talking about. Is these politicians that they have, you know, they're just as guilty of pulling the trigger because where they're so soft on crime. And I agree with them, you know. And that's why I say, you know, for those who have voted these pieces of excrement into office is just as guilty of killing the, the unborn uh, than uh, as, uh, as the doctors that are doing it because they are voting those into office 
who promote uh, sacrificing life. So anyway, all right. So um, uh, Darling says we would be in a very bad way without the police. Yeah, it's true, and it's going to get worse. Hello, Jennifer Corby Williams. I appreciate you tuning in, young lady. All right, let's look at our verse of discussion this morning, or verses, the plural. Uh, we're looking at Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 3. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but it is written, The, reproachers, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. So... Those who reproached. I'll get that out here in a minute. Uh, in the mornings, I have a hard time reading, thinking, and speaking. And it doesn't matter if it's morning, noon, or at night. I usually have trouble. <laughs> so, but anyway, you know, um, when we look at this verse here, you know, we um, can think about, you know, uh, Darwin's survival of the fittest. Of course, we know that uh, the theory of evolution is a fallacy. It's nothing more but a theory. That's all it is. Never been proven under even in controlled circumstances. They cannot force evolution to happen. Uh, you know, we have the law of thermodynamics. Things wind down. They don't wind up. Uh, you know, like I said, even in controlled conditions, they can't force it to happen. So what makes them think that uh, something come out of nothing and was just spontaneous and went into primordial goo that developed it. It's, it's ridiculous uh, to think of such things uh, took place. We know that there had to be a creator. We know that God Almighty created us uh, and created us man and female, and he created us uh, the animals. But anyway, going back to the survival of the fittest, you know, the world has the idea that, um, you know, the, the strong should take advantage of the weak. Yeah, you know, you see that. I think a lot of times when you think about that, you may think about bullying. You know, I've had some experience with uh, with being bullied. You know, it's not a lot of fun. Uh, and I was a portly child. <laughs> and uh, so I know what it's like to, to have been bullied. Uh, you know, of course, you could think about uh, the Sharks of Wall Street. You know, everybody's watched enough 80s movies and, uh, and, and know that, uh, uh, you know, they were always out to devour the weak kind of thing. But, you know, it is... Um, uh, the yuppie years, you know. But, you know, it is uh, one thing that uh, the God's Word talks about. It kind of flips that. You know, we don't take, for those who are stronger, we don't take advantage of those who are weaker. Uh, you know, that's why we esteem others better than ourselves. You know, that's why they have told my kids, you know, I said, don't you go looking for a fight, but don't you take nothing off nobody either. Now, you may say, well, that's, you know, that, maybe that's not good advice from a, a parent or a pastor. Well, you know, uh, again, I know what it's like to be pushed around, and uh, I don't. I never went out looking for a fight, but I, I don't. You know, I just I don't put up with nothing. <laughs> and, uh, it is. Uh, and I told only us just you got to fight back. You've got to defend yourself. You know, I, I think a lot of Christians don't get that either. I think they think we're the world's doormat, and we just have to keep taking. You know, we God commanded. No, we we want to slow down, Matt. The squirrel on the wheel is going fast this morning. <laughs> So, as God's word says, we are to be as bold as lions. You know, God didn't say that we needed to be weak. And I think a lot of Christians confuse uh, love, charity, and kindness with weakness. See, that's one thing you have to be you know, careful about. Uh, in fact, Dad got on me here the other day at, uh, hello, Eric Casey, Terry Hutchinson, Gad, uh, Dad, Gad, Gad. <laughs> 
that's my Dad got on me the other day because I, I, in my effort to show politeness and kindness, I'm really bad about saying uh, yes, sir, no, sir, and and uh, and being maybe a little overly polite. Not that it's bad in of itself, but he's talking about people my own age. Now, he said if somebody has earned it and they deserve it, whether they're my age or older or younger, uh, he said, then by all means do it. But, uh, you know, but the point is sometimes people confuse kindness with weakness, and I have to be very careful about that and, uh, because, uh, you know, we don't want to uh, – people to think they can just run over top of us and take advantage of us now with that said again like i said you know, i've told my kids to defend herself and particularly to defend the weak you know uh, a good you know uh, an example not to promote self you know, sometimes i hate using sometimes personal examples because i don't want people to think well he's just trying to promote himself i'm not you know i'm not trying to be uh egotistical or narcissistic i'm just you know uh, in, in the effort to use examples uh sometimes i pull from uh personal experience so don't uh don't think that i'm trying to uh be self-promoting but like in high school i remember uh these kids were uh making fun of uh, the special needs kids and like I said, I've always had a special place in my heart uh, for those with special needs. I worked uh, in that field for many years for going into the pastorate and uh, loved, uh, enjoyed that, that line of work. And, uh, man, I went over there and I slapped my hands on that table and I was about ready. I was two of them. They probably could have tugged me. I don't know. But I was about ready to rip their heads off because I can't stand somebody who is weaker, who can't defend themselves being made fun of. By the time I was about to start going off, the vice principal walked up behind me, and he, he looked at me, and he looked at him, is there a problem? And everybody was like, no, sir, no, sir. He, he looked at me, he said, get your fanny back over here. <laughs> I think he knew I was about ready to live a dietist when he was there there with Daniel Boone. He, he told me, he said, get your fanny back over there. But, uh, you know, I didn't realize they were watching me. You know, I, I, you know and they, uh, they started waving me to come over there. And uh, they uh, uh, want me to sit and eat lunch with them, and uh, they want me to sign their their yearbook. And uh, you know, it uh, uh, you, you know kind of goes back. You never know who's watching, you know. But um, I've, like I said, I've always had a special place in my heart. But now, with a saying that, now uh, you may somebody may be watching this and say. Aha, uh-huh. you know, uh, here we're supposed to take care of the weak, so therefore we need to have open borders, and we need to allow everybody to come in. No, 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 all right? Because, first of all, America is one of the most giving countries. We, we support uh, those who are uh, uh, not able, you know, that are poverty-stricken conditions. You know, we have poverty in our own country. We, you know, our country tries to provide and give help uh, where needed in various countries. But one reason why we can't have an open border policy is because one thing that God's Word says is a man who doesn't take care of his family is no better than an infidel. All right? You don't leave your doors open every night and say, hey, come on in. You know, well, you'd be crazy. You'd get your throat cut. Everything you have would be stolen and uh, it'd be insane. Same kind of deal with, uh, with the border. Yes, there are people in need but the, the 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 ratio between those who are truly in need and the the drug dealers and the drug abusers and the rapists and the murderers outweigh you. The, the, you would believe they said, particularly little girls, little girls now 
12, at least 12 years of age, are nine times out of 10 going to be raped trying to come over the border. They have uh, uh, drug dealers got the uh, uh, different places blocked off where they have to pay extortion money in order to try to cross over. It, it is We have to vet uh, these people trying to come through, and they've already proven uh, the terrorists who have they have caught, just those they have caught, not to mention ones who probably got through, they have caught, uh, trying to come in through that uh, uh, the border crossing. So no, that doesn't mean we talk about strong versus weak. That that's, that doesn't uh, prove the argument uh, to allow the uh, the open borders. But the thing of it is, though, my friends, when we look at this. Particularly when we look at these verses of uh, we who are strong have an obligation to bear the feelings of the weak. We need we need to to esteem others better than ourselves. We have a problem with our pride. We have a problem with uh, uh, maybe think we're spiritually uh, superior to someone else, and we have to be very careful about that. And we want to make sure that we are showing humility, uh, that we're showing you know one good thing is, is, is those who are stronger, maybe more mature in their Christian walk, is to team up sometimes and mentor uh, someone who just come to know Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior. And uh, that's one thing I enjoyed when we went to uh, Washington, D.C., uh, the uh, African-American church that uh, Dad spoke at. One thing I really liked that they, what they did is when someone came forward to get saved, uh, they had specific deacons or elders or someone who uh, had uh, uh, was mature in their walk to help mentor that new baby Christian. Because when someone comes to know Jesus Christ for the first time, it's kind of like, well, I knew I now have accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Now what? You know, and that's easy. You know, like now what do I do? You know, it, it, you, you have a lot of questions. You, you don't not sure what how you're supposed to act or what you're supposed to do or, or the steps to take going forward. And that's something I've always wanted to implement in our own church is to have that mentorship to help those uh, who may be weaker, those who are still uh, who are just now baby Christians on the milk, who are not ready for the meat yet uh, to to guide them. And their walk, because there's a lot of, of the old uh, man, uh, the, the those things from the world who are still there, present, uh, and they need to understand that transition between being to putting off the old man and becoming the new man in Jesus Christ. And so we need to be aware of that. And those who are stronger in the Lord, we need to uh, make sure that we are sharing Jesus in every aspect of our lives. People, again, are watching you. You never know who's watching you. And we need to make sure that when we're out there that we are demonstrating a Christ-like love. And we're showing that compassion. We're showing empathy. We're showing sympathy to those who are in the world. Because when those who are, who are saved, we are strong in the things of Jesus Christ. And we need to make sure that we're watching out for those who are weaker. And, you know, it, it, it may be somebody who's not even saved, but we're still showing that compassion towards those in the world who may be suffering. And like I said, you know, it, it's not always an easy thing to do. You know, I, so I was talking about uh, the other night, uh, and I've mentioned this before, you know, when uh, Brandy was having her uh, stomach surgery up at the medical center, I saw this this couple, they were crying. They were visibly upset. This child's about to go, they had a, a child was about to go into surgery. I saw that uh, there was a, uh, the eye was covered, so I don't know if it was eye surgery. I don't know if they had a tumor. I don't know what's going on. Something, they were really, really upset. And I walked over, and I, I said, I, hey, I could see that you're you're really upset. I'm a pastor, and uh, could I pray with you? And I that's and this is the first time this ever happened. He looked at me, and without hesitation, no, and walked off. And I was like, whoa. 
I mean, because usually, uh, 99.9% of the time when I see somebody upset, I say, hey, can I pray with you? Even if they're not saved, a lot of times I say, yeah, we can you please pray? And uh, that uh, that shocked me. <laughs> it really did. So just because you see somebody who may be um, appear to be weaker or upset and you try to do the right thing, you still may get uh, uh, get uh, get uh, opposition, <laughs> you know, from that. And so the... Um, um, but one thing's sure, we need to protect the helpless. We need to protect uh, those who are uh, who are weaker and trying to pull something up here. My stupid iPad's not wanting to work correctly. Um, but here's the thing here that I wanted to point out, too, that uh, both Peter and Paul taught the same perspective on power. Peter instructed elder, elders. Well, I cannot read today. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the matter with me? Peter instructed elders not to lord it over the flock, but to be examples to the flock. Peter instructed those who had once been thieves to steal no longer, but to work with their hands so they could give to others in need. If nature demonstrates the survival of the fittest, as we were just talking about, the gospel emphasizes the obligations of the strong to the weak. The strong should not prey upon the weak to prevail over them, but instead should come to their aid. We see the same principle evident in the exercise of spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are given to each believer so they may min- so each may minister out of his strength to those who are weak in this area. Now, what your spiritual gifts may be, I don't know. You know, and you may say, "Well, I don't have any." You know, it's easy to think that, but you could uh, under you know what your strengths are in uh, in regards to dealing with other people. It's like my daughter; she's trying to figure out what she wants to major in in college, and I said, "You know, you're really strong." And people feel at ease, uh, like she gets that from me, that people feel at ease talking to her. And they, you know, they seek her counsel and advice. People would come up to me throughout the years where I went into the ministry and said, I don't know why I could just talk to you. And, and I don't know why I'm just pouring out my problems. At the time, you know, I'm thinking, why are they? But I see now that God had blessed me with the ability for people to talk to me. In fact, people in the church now could have said, I could talk to you. I'm scared of your dad. <laughs> so, you know, but it's just that God gave me the ability. That's why one of my master's degrees is in counseling because people just have that ability. I, you know, you may have the ability to be able to talk to someone, have empathy and sympathy and, and talk to a situation out. You may be one of these people who are able to uh, work on things and, and fix things. And, and maybe that's the way the Lord has blessed you or whatever it may be. There may You have to pray and decide where your spiritual strengths are and how you can use that to aid those who are weaker. And that's the aspect we have to look at today, my friends. How can you, you know, that's, that's a bad thing about a lot of businesses out there. They want to take advantage. They prey on the weak. And uh, one thing we have to do is look out for those kind of individuals and see how the Lord can use us to minister to those out there who may be in need. So pray about that. May pray about the Lord can direct you for those who might need your assistance, might need your help spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, in regards to maybe something you can do to help an elderly person or someone who's been sick or who knows. But pray about those things and see how the Lord can use you to help those who cannot help themselves. Let us pray, my friends. Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day to serve you well. Help us to look out for those who are weaker. And Lord, help us to be continually growing to spiritual maturity, to seek you out daily, to seek out your uh, will for our lives. And Lord, you have a great plan for this world. And Lord, how can we fit in to that plan? And Lord, I just pray and lift up all those uh, who are watching or listening this morning. 
And I pray that you'll lead, God, which will protect them and their families. Lord, I pray that you'll be with my wife and daughter and son. Keep them safe and well as they're going out and coming in, as they're going to work and school, and all of our children who are going to school and work. Lord, I do want to lift up special prayers for those in the church who are battling and dealing with COVID symptoms. We bring healing upon those. Lord, there are several in our church who are battling cancer. And Lord, I pray that you bring healing upon them, peace and comfort. And Lord, I just pray that you be with all of our churches as a whole. And Lord, let them see renewal and growth. And Lord, let the Holy Spirit sweep this nation like never before. Lord, we thank you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I appreciate you all watching and tuning in this morning. And uh, thank you for uh, getting your day going in the right direction. And I uh, hope everybody has a great day today. Don't forget to tune in this evening at 7 p.m. Uh, right here as we dive into God's Word for our Wednesday evening online service at 7 o'clock. So hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.